1: When I started, I was very sick with complications from type 2 diabetes. Within six months of starting a ketogenic diet, all of my biomarkers of disease had disappeared. I've lost about 100 pounds and I've completely turned my health around.
0: In this show is a document of my progress through ketosis In Richard's experience thriving for years in ketosis.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking.
1: Yeah, we're not doctors. We don't want to give anyone any medical advice, but we are keen to share our own experiences. We're actually both software developers, so we're not afraid of a little technical detail, are we, Carl?
0: That'd be no, Richard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have done some research into our own deranged metabolisms and the science behind them, we hope to share some of that research. Where possible, we intend to put links in the show notes to cite research supporting any claims that we make.
0: And you'll probably work out pretty quickly that we're both foodies. Oh yeah. We love to cook and we love to eat. Yep, sure do. In every episode we both share a keto recipe that cannot be ignored. Yeah, just cannot. Nope. So let's start podcast number ninety-six. Wow, ninety-six. Can you believe it? Yeah. And it's incredible. Almost a hundred, right? Yeah. And this one's called Keto and Depression. Heard you say- you little So, Richard, do we have any apologies or corrections from last week's show?
1: Let's see. Last week, uh, our special guests were Richard and Carl. That's right. <laughs> those guys are idiots.
0: completely <laughs> morons, aren't they?
1: Nobody has uh, complained <laughs> so far, <laughs> so I have, I have no corrections, sorry. All right. Uh, and I make no apologies for those guys.
0: <laughs> well, let's revisit what a ketogenic diet is.
1: Yeah, so a ketogenic diet is 20 grams or less of carbohydrates a day. This is just incidental carbohydrates. You might have uh, a, a couple of grams of carbohydrates in uh, a ounce of nuts. You might have uh, some carbohydrates in eggs. It's about one gram per each egg yolk. Yep. Uh, there's a little bit of carbs in leafy greens, but you're not going to get your energy from carbohydrates. Right. So no sugar nor starch. You're going to have uh, between 1 and 1.5 grams of protein uh, per uh, kilogram of lean body mass. Yep. Um, For some people, it can be more, and for some people, you can try less, but really, you're trying to not get your energy from protein. You're using protein to build your body. Yes. Uh, You're getting all of your energy, not from carbohydrates, not from protein, but from Fat. Fat. (laughs) <laughs> that's right, fat on your plate or fat on your belly from that Krispy Kreme that you ate a decade ago.
0: Yes, sir. And that's, <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we've done. We've been doing it for a few years now, and uh, guess what? We're still here.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and healthier than ever. Yeah. So how was your week, my friend?
1: Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, the cricket's on, of course, uh, this time of year, which is always good. Um, and I went out on date night the other day. Uh, it was actually to the press club, which is the restaurant where Julie works. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a three-hatted restaurant. And a chef's hat in Australia is a mark to signify that it's a fancy restaurant. So uh, one-hatted restaurants are really quite nice. Yeah. Two-hatted restaurants are really something special. And then the three-hatted restaurants are, are really quite rare. Wow. So I guess it's like a it's like two Michelin stars in in uh, Europe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you've ever eaten at a Michelin star restaurant, you'll know that that's fancy food, right? Oh, yeah. So we ate at this restaurant, and there was only three tables that had uh, uh, diners. And of the two other tables, at least one of the tables was having a conversation about low carb foods and wow. whether which of the foods on the plate were low carb, <laughs> oh. which were not. And then it turned out when 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 we ordered, uh, the waitress came out and she asked uh, asked us for our order. We gave our orders and we asked for no chips with the meals, and she said, "Oh, are you ketogenic?" <laughs> and wow. we said, "Yeah, actually, we are." And she yeah. says, "So am I? I've lost thirty pounds." So That's you know, great. there you go. So this is this is at a fancy restaurant. So right, um, right. yeah, guess what,
0: people, we're winning. <laughs> we're winning. it's, it's yep. actually happening. It's very cool. Yeah, I'm glad to see it's becoming more mainstream.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, one of the problems about this meal, however, was that uh there must have been some carbs in it because the next day or that night all of my joints started aching, specifically <sighs> my left knee and my right shoulder, uh which are uh, ha- uh injuries that I've ha- had for For decades. And ever since I've been ketogenic, I virtually haven't felt the injury because this inflammation, this systemic inflammation that ketosis combats Mm. basically provides a low level uh, inflammation across the entire body. And anywhere you have a specific injury is going to have some pain. Mm. And. If you have the pain every single day of the year, you don't notice it. But if you don't have the pain for 364 days of the year, and then yeah. one day of the year you have all of the pain. Oh yeah, boy! I spend about 22 hours trying to sleep and about two hours asleep. That, oh that wow! 24 hours after that meal, so it just shows me that really I don't have the metabolic flexibility to be able to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I don't eat sugar or starch, I feel great and I function. Wonderfully, Yeah. Um, if I do, you know, things start to go downhill. So, yeah. uh, anyway, that's a little bit of um, uh, information for me. I now know that uh, I think it was quince paste was in this meal.
0: Wow. It was pork, you said, before, right?
1: Yeah. I, so, I so the meal was a um, sous vide pork belly yeah. with flavors of quince. So, it had a pickled quince, a quince paste, and uh i guess a quince jelly i didn't eat the jelly because that was clearly sweet uh but maybe the pickle quince and the quince paste were uh a little bit too much yeah. carbs i only had a very small amount of each but it was probably enough and then the, the the main course so that that was the the what we call an entree in australia but in america you'd probably call an appetizer
0: appetizer yeah
1: yeah and, and then for our main course which in america you'd call an entree that was uh spatchcock
0: yeah, so that's like a split chicken, the chicken that's split and flattened.
1: Yeah, and they did it in a fancy way, so it came out a perfect square. And huh. I'll I, I'll I'll share the photograph of it. But uh, it was in like a creamy jus, and it it was delicious. So wow. um, and then ch- cheese for dessert. So you know, it, yeah. it sounded like a pretty ketogenic meal, but I must have. Had something in there that I wasn't expecting, so you know. Yeah. Uh, there you it's, go. Uh, it's one of these experiences that we get when we are ketogenic. Yeah. <laughs> so how was your week, huh? Uh,
0: my week was pretty good. As you know, I'm spending a lot of time these days, as are you, uh, working on the Obesity Code podcast, and yeah. So we uh, have been putting this thing out for several weeks now. We're on episode nine, and uh, mm. last week I did something different. I'm experimenting with. Uh, less intrusive music cuz we right. get a few comments that you know it can be distracting for some people a lot of people yeah. love it and nobody really notices mm-hmm. but um so anyway i started mixing it up i just played along to the track and did a custom score so to speak to right. to the final edited speaking only track right and right. Uh, i i thought it came out pretty good although one person emailed me and said this new uh, approach I'm taking is even more distracting, oh, which no. is really strange, <laughs> but he also said yeah. that he had some sort of auditory condition that most people don't have where oh, okay, yeah, he can't go to loud places because it it really messes with his mind hearing everything right. like he hears things that a lot of people don't hear
1: yeah I actually have an auditory uh, condition where if I hear music with lyrics the music for me totally drowns out the lyrics right so and I know there's a there's that that's a fairly common thing yeah, uh, yeah. so you have to really sit there and focus um, on the lyrics to try and remember them and, and you even have to write them down to be able to remember them because the yep. music just overwhelms it that could be a variant of that kind of function so i'm going to listen along to it and see if it has that kind of effect where i don't notice the words because the music's there right right yeah it's it's all a work in progress and um, it's an interesting experiment let us know how you how you feel about the
0: podcast yeah and maybe we'll uh put up a little survey uh you know form Mm. and link to it in the show notes uh other than that i'm looking forward to a Awesome gig with the band on Saturday night at The Social here in New London, Connecticut. And to prepare for that, I've started fasting. So we're uh, recording this on Thursday night, my time. So the last meal I had was an early lunch today. And uh, that's the last time I'm going to eat at least until after... Saturday night, maybe Sunday morning. Awesome,
1: yeah, because I love the way I play when I fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got energy all night, and you know the the end of the show when it's time to bump out and move all of your gear back up to your studio. Yeah, that's a lot of hard work. It's, I mean, the the effort doesn't stop when the show's finished.
0: (laughs) No, no, we get a quick break and then we gotta start tearing it all down, and it's a, you know, a nine-piece band, so it's no small effort. Yeah.
1: Well, I feel like giving away a mug. Yeah, I think so, too. Let's give away some gear.
0: Yeah, let's give away some gear. And uh, every show, we're going to give away stuff. We're giving away a Keep Calm and Keto On mug with Richard and Carl's mugs on them. Our faces, that is. Nice, a mug with our mugs on it. (laughs) (laughs) And today's winner, Richard, is... Wait for it. Mm -hmm. Wait for it. I'm waiting. Jenna Bovenzi from Rochester, New York. Congratulations, Jenna. Congratulations. And uh, Jenna won that just by signing up for the Two Keto Dudes fan club. I know, there is such a thing. uh, it's yeah. crazy, but there is. <laughs> and if you go to fanclub.twoketo.com and answer a few questions, then you're in the fan club, and we randomly pick someone in every show to win a mug or something
1: else. Nice. And if you don't want to wait to win a mug, uh, you can always buy one at gear.twoketo.com uh, or pick up a t-shirt with a fancy, witty keto saying on it,
0: or a onesie, or some or other a onesie, some other useless junk. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. I feel awesome. like
0: reading some mail. Should we
1: do it? Ready? Let's read some Mail! <laughs> mail! Mail.
0: Mail. What you got, Carl? Well, actually, I read a Facebook post from our friend Tom Seast.
1: All oh, right. Yeah, he's been a guest on our show twice.
0: Yeah, and just recently, he and Brenda were talking about heart issues. And, right. uh, you know, Tom has this heart condition that... Uh, Atrial fibrillation, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, he posted this on Facebook, and i got to share it with the world. So, I just left my appointment with my cardiologist, and I have excellent news. My left ventricular ejection fraction, estimated... Nice. ...has improved from 27% to 47% in the last three months. Outstanding. And his measured left ventricular ejection fraction... Which I'm not okay. really sure of the difference, but that has gone from thirty one percent to fifty nine percent. While my mm-hmm. heart function and size are not normal yet, the improvement is considered fantastic.
1: And impossible, I think. You know. Yeah, I guess. Highly implausible, yeah.
0: That's what his cardiologist said.
1: So that's outstanding.
0: Yeah, way to go, Tom. And yeah. I went to Wikipedia and I looked up uh ejection fraction, and normal is fifty eight percent. So yeah, he's he's getting there.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, if he's gone from thirty, if it's if his measured uh, ejection fraction's gone from thirty-one percent to fifty-nine percent, he is normal.
0: Yeah. yeah, Well, He says yeah, well his function and size are not normal yet, so he's he does right. have a oversized heart. He's got a mm-hmm. big heart, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's true. And he loves kitty yep. cats. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I got. What do you got, Richard?
1: So I've got one from the ketogenic forums, and this message is from Sarah. And Sarah says, how bad is it eating bad carbs here and there in between keto? I feel so guilty. <laughs> Final exams and soon the holidays are here and I've been eating a cake and a burger here and there, but usually I'm really strict with the keto diet. I feel bloated and horrible, but my question is, does once in a while cheating impact all of the hard work?
0: Well, yeah, you're experiencing it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. You feel bloated and awful. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I I there were plenty of great comments in the thread and I would add that you know it's not a drama if it doesn't become a habit right um, we each seem to have our own personal tipping point for carbs above which we find it easier to keep eating carbs right and harder to stop eating them and each of us appear to have a different amount of time that it takes of not eating them to get back to, you know, yep. a happy ketosis. Yep. Um, I, I personally don't uh, make a lot of ketones no matter what I do. Uh, I'm currently fasted over two days. Uh, and I'm making 0.4 of a millimole uh, per litre. So I fall out of ketosis uh, above about 40 to 50 grams of carbs, and it takes me about five days at or below 20 to get back into ketosis. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a position where you have to eat above X number grams of carbs, just accept that it's going to be tough for you for the next Y number of days under z grams of carbs a day and what your personal x y and z are will be unique to your circumstance and you need to learn what that is for me x is 50 if i eat above 50 grams of carbs i start going downhill why which is the number of days necessary to be able to eat low carb to be able to get back to a happy medium is uh, five days worth it takes me about five wow. days and then you know whatever your personal um, uh, amount that you have to get under to stay there for me it's 20 um, so you know that's that's my x y and Z hmm. the other thing I would also say is that guilt is a waste of energy um, yes it, it, this it's just a biochemical state that you've gotten into you're not in right. a moral crisis so yeah. don't feel guilty about it just accept. My biochemistry is messed up. I yep. did it to myself, and I know how to work my way out of it. Right. It just means that you've got to go hardcore keto for long enough to be able to get into a state of ketosis.
0: Right. And I've found that the more I do this, the uh, if there are carbs, and carbs happen once in a while, but it, 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 they don't affect me like they used to anymore. Right. And I think that's just a, a sign of being fat adapted, right? Yeah. That uh yeah. I don't I don't uh if if something happens let's say um I didn't know there was sugar in some sauerkraut or something or some cabbage and right. I realize that after uh you know and I I don't I I will go out of ketosis and I will I will feel a little tight but it won't be anything like I used to feel. Right. So,
1: and you can always—I mean, if you want to go really hardcore, cool, just fast. You yeah, know, that's, right. That's, a, that's, a, that's the that's quickest way back on the horse. Fast with
0: fat. You know, I what I do <laughs> yeah. is if wow. if that happens, the my first mm-hmm. day, I do either a bulletproof coffee or iced coffee with heavy cream or some just pure olive oil or something right away, and then I mm-hmm. fast from there. Right. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, Richard, we have a dude from Sydney on today, right? That's right. Uh, Matt Mosca is studying at Western Sydney University, going for a master's of teaching, wants to be a high school history teacher, but the real story is he was listening to our show and uh, had some success battling depression with a ketogenic diet. So, uh, Matthew Mosca, welcome to the show. Welcome, Matthew. Thanks for having me, guys. I just heard
2: one day you had a regular dude on who had a story to tell, and I thought, well, I think this is a
0: this is a pretty good story. So yeah, hope you enjoy it. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So how did how old are you? Tell tell us your history with depression, and how did you you know how did you first find out? Well, um, I'm 24
2: years old now. Looking back, I've probably always uh, had some form of depression. Just, I just didn't know what it was, I suppose. I just always thought, oh, no, nah, I'm sure everyone feels like this, you know, sort of thing, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, sure.
2: You know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyone with depression probably, know, you know, probably understand where I'm coming from with that. But I kind of have to tell you also um, the history with my weight as well for you to kind mm-hmm. of understand where this fits in with the ketogenic diet. So, right. I've always- me and I've got a younger brother, Thomas- Who's also like me, mm-hmm. a little bit little bit, you know, if we if we eat, you know, our body's like, ooh, maybe we should store that. <laughs> and, I've yeah, a, a, sure. and I've got a very young brother who's mm. <sighs> is really insulin sensitive and it's really annoying. He can oh, Yeah. <laughs> eats what he wants, doesn't matter, doesn't get yeah. you know, fat with the carbs, doesn't matter. <laughs> he just stays wow. skinny. Anyway, the only time I was able to get to a weight that I was happy with was if the carbohydrates were in some way restricted. Okay. Right. The first time I lost a big, big bunch of weight, I did no carbs, but back then I was fat phobic, so I thought, mm-hmm. you know, right. tuna, lettuce, skinless chicken, um, sure. and by the end of it, I was about 74-74 kilos and I lost quite a bit of muscle mass, to be honest. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. but again, like I didn't know, you know, f- you, have, you, know you have to supplement something, okay. you know, you have to- if you're cutting out carbohydrates, you have to eat, you know, fats to get most of your energy back anyway. So, mm. I lost a fair bit of weight there, but then by that point, I think I was working a really stressful job um, and I think that's where my depression sort of reached its highest point. Mm. So, at that point, I was a real estate agent for three years, actually. And um wow. Yeah. Yeah, so and a property manager specifically, and that was <laughs> by the end of it I just wow. yeah, I just couldn't do that anymore. That was just that was really, really stressful. It was in Balmain, in Balmain, Sydney. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the
1: centre of Sydney, yeah.
0: yeah. But you don't look like uh, you don't look like you have metabolic issues. I mean I'm looking at you through the video conference. Uh, you, you look fairly healthy and slim and all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean um I, I was never
2: I was never obese, never obese, but I'd always have that that little gut, you know, or, you mm. know, or, mm. or a big or a big face. Um, yeah. And, you know, look, and th- that was just, I always saw, you know, I guess I, you know, I guess I eat too much, you know, or I guess I move yeah. too little standard sort of, you know, mantra. Um, mm. And then I, um, from, so from there, I, after I'd quit my job and just thought, you know, Life's hard. Uh, Mm. I tried to do it on my own for a few, um, for you know, about about six months. I tried to do it on my own, but I thought, no, I can't do this. So I went on to Lexapro, um, which is a only a ten milligram dose, so very very light dose. Okay. Um, What is it? What does it do? It's it's a selective serotonin Upt, reuptake inhibitor yeah that's the uptake one uptake yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so an mm-hmm. ssri mm-hmm. so i was on that for about mm-hmm. four years okay and so and, and obviously um antidepressants are life-saving you know i i, I can yeah, never no, absolutely. you know like to say that they are unnecessary i i i definitely disagree with that but um that's what i'm here for today is just to talk about that there are you know that there are other ways yeah. of looking at things and um so from there, I start to put on because um, I think they have linked um, antidepressants with weight gain, right? Yeah, as well. They raise insulin, don't they? Um, I haven't I haven't researched into it heavily, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. And I mean, I'm not I'm not the only one who's reported yeah. a sic- yeah, significant yeah. weight gain mm. after using it. Mm. Um, so from there, you know, I'm pretty good. I say to myself, okay, I'm going to go do teaching because that's that's you know, I think that's what I want to do. And so far, you know, I've been on my first prac, yeah. so it has you yeah. Know, yeah. It's like well done, yeah, great, <laughs> yeah.
1: Great. Kids didn't kill you, no, no, <laughs> <So> <laughs> no, no. no, it what was, doesn't kill you; only makes what, you stronger. <laughs> what
2: was what was funny is was I was the only I was the only prac student who didn't want to give them sugar as a reward as a reward. I was
1: like, guys, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now
0: you guys just used an Aussie word, prac. What's that? Oh, practical.
1: Uh, so he's a, It's when he's te- he goes in front of a t- uh, of a class teaching. Okay. Uh, as a student teacher. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah.
2: So um, anyway, and then um, so at this point, I'm quite. I'm about 100 kilos. Put on a fair bit of weight back on, mind you. It was from 75 kilos. So if, if yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, so I yeah. put a fair bit back on. Fasting blood sugars were still normal, but you know whether that was from a bunch of insulin keeping it that way, I don't know. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So then I discover the slow carb diet. I'm not sure if you heard of that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. In in which you um, you only take in Yeah, glycemic index. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of thing. You know, like just yeah. legumes, beans, and occasionally you know, like a sweet potato. And you have, uh, I'm sure you guys will appreciate this one cheat day a week. Which uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. and
1: like, it's very difficult <laughs> to manage. Yeah, that. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Look at, at this, st- and look, initially it worked. It worked great. You know, I lost about, I lost about fifteen kilos, but I couldn't get past eighty five, and and I and uh-huh. I still had that. I still had a gut. You know, yeah. like I, I did lose weight, and but eventually it just got too hard. It was just like yeah. I'm like I'd eat, I'd have my meals, and I was starving. I was so yeah. hungry after, and and yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to bash you on the slow carb diet. It's probably for someone who's insulin sensitive. You know, it's probably, yeah, it's probably fantastic. Yeah, right. You know,
1: yeah, or somebody who has some metabolic flexibility. Yeah, we were talking the other day to Professor David Ludwig, Ludwig, yeah, and that's the basis of his diet, which is a, it's a low glycemic, low carb diet. But it he includes beans, he includes lentils, yeah, yeah. Know, some things like that. So yeah, it is really a slow carb. End of the spectrum.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. So, all this time that you were experimenting with slow carb and all that stuff, did you feel any different? And you were still taking meds at the time, right? No. No, I didn't feel- No. The um, the cognitive
2: benefits um, between the slow carb and the ketogenic diet, for me, black and white. Like, um, wow. it was- uh, and, Yeah, and I'll get into that a little bit more once I mm. get to that part of the story. Um, mm. And then um, I went to Italy. With my family, um, put on about five kilos. Sounds about right. Yeah, well, my younger brother probably <laughs> lost weight. <laughs>
1: um,
2: yep. I should probably mention as well. I, I have a girlfriend who um, who has who has struggled with me- um, metabolic syndrome specifically. She has um, she has insulin resistance. I knew roughly what that was. I knew roughly that that yeah. translated. M- mind you, I knew nothing about metabolism, ketones, um, fatty acids Mm. back then, all I knew was that must mean it's harder to lose weight. That's all I thought that was. Mm. So, I came back from Europe and my brother told me, but he goes, oh, Matt, you want to try this diet with me, the, the ketogenic diet? And I'm like, okay. You know, like I've always really, I've always preferred fatty, salty foods anyway. So, Right. Sure. Thought, okay. Sounds great. And then I was listening. I'm not sure if you are familiar with the um, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Mm. So he had Gary Taubes on there, and um, and you guys did too. Um, and mm. I was listening, and and he's talking about sugar, and he says the word insulin resistance, and I'm like, what? And then mm. and then from there. <laughs> the rabbit hole hasn't ended for me. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, I start doing all this research and I'm thinking, wow. You know, my girlfriend's been lied to, but not not lied to. I don't I don't like to say it like like as if there's you know some conspiracy, but at the same time I'm thinking no doctor told her or said to her, by the way, right. there is this approach which has been shown to work,
0: you know, yeah. I mean. Yeah. By the way, here's how your body works and here's how to hack it. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> mm. I've, got, I've got to admit, when I was first diagnosed with diabetes, I had no idea what insulin resistance was. In fact, arguably, I still don't really know what it is. Um, mm. I, I know a few hacks to treat my body and to- move myself into a non-diabetic state. But mm. um, for the most part, I don't think anyone really knows mm. the full mechanism of insulin resistance. And so um, it's reasonable for not every doctor to understand it, but you're right. They should understand at yeah. least that a ketogenic diet has been an effective treatment for yeah. PCOS, for type 2 diabetes, uh, for epilepsy, yeah. and also for other neurological concerns.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you're, you're 100% saying that we don't really um, – understand insulin resistance yet anyway. I mean, mm. most people don't even realise that when you're insulin resistant, it's it also involves a liver with the faucet that's just turned up all the way. You know, like- yep. Yeah. Like, so, not only are you dealing with the, the glucose that you're eating, but, you know, your liver's not getting the message from insulin. So, it's just keep- So, it's like sure. a double right hook <laughs> to your blood sugars. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, from there- you Know, I found that, um, and I, you know, we got her on it, and you know, symptoms of her polycystic ovarian syndrome and ins- insulin resistance are, you know, sort of subsiding, which is fantastic, excellent, yep. You know, to hear that, you know, hey, like, you know, you're not, you're no longer pre diabetic, or you know, you'd like your, your fasting blood sugars are coming down, like, we, right. yeah, because yeah. again, we keep hearing, you know, that. This is a progressive disease. There's nothing you can do, and the way it's traditionally treated—that's true. Mm. So by this point, I'm on the ketogenic diet as well, and it's kind of like, where's all this energy coming from? You know, mm. why? <laughs> why <laughs> is it two, three in the afternoon, and I'm not, and I'm still not hungry? You know, um, right? Yeah. Why? Why can I concentrate like day in, <laughs> day out? <laughs>
1: Yeah, why do I feel like going out for a run yeah. or for a bike ride? Yeah, or,
2: yeah, absolutely. You know, and
1: that, that to me was amazing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, and by that point, I'm doing CrossFit in the morning and my kung fu at night. Every you know, <laughs> wow. you nice. know. Um, yeah. So I was I was exercising a lot, and, and and funnily enough, I didn't I didn't lose like a lot more weight until I stopped doing intense CrossFit, which was huh. right. Yeah, you know, mate. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it is like, interesting. Like I don't know, maybe the. Maybe the body saw it as a stress and just thought mm, maybe mm-hmm. maybe we'll hang on to some body fat. I mean,
1: yeah. What kind of uh, karate do you do? Or kung fu?
2: Yeah, so it's it's yeah kung fu. Um, it there's three arts specifically: um, tai chi, bagua, mm-hmm. and shingi. So and I do that. Nice. Yeah, it's called Gary Martin kung fu. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. I've been doing that two years now. It involves. Um, High intensity sort of mid-rounds um, conditioning and sort of kicking the bag and stuff like that so yeah so I want to sure. know
0: how this affected your mood yeah and when did you notice this
2: Well uh, I really noticed when I was um, I was driving to work one day and at this point I'm still on Lexapro but I mean I'm in ketosis because I just I usually I usually know when I am mm-hmm. um, sure and I'm thinking I feel really good. Like, you know, Mm. like, and not just, um, not just that, you know, that high that you get and you, you know, you're going to crash, which I, I didn't, I didn't get any more on Lexapro anyway, but I just, I just felt stable again, almost Mm, as if, almost like stable blood sugars, you know? Right. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. So I, so I, I, you know, I discussed it with my girlfriend, my mom. I I said, guys, look, I think, I think I want to taper down on my Lexapro and um you know i spoke to my doctor about it um
1: always important to yeah do that.
2: wait yeah yeah i get i know mm. i said this at the start but 100% whoever's listening please talk to your doctor um yeah mm. so he got me to you know taper down starting off with you know just going every second day mm. and um so long story short i weaned off so I, so at this point i'm off it completely and um i uh like you know, don't get me wrong. It is an adjustment because your, your your brain is sort of you know learning how to how to manage all that by itself now. So you know there were da- there were days I'd be I'd be driving home and I just started crying for no reason. It was a happy cry though. It was like yeah yeah it was a really you know I just started thinking about my dogs you know like oh aren't they the best things <laughs> in the world sort of thing you know. So but you know don't don't get me wrong like it's not all it wasn't all roses and daisies but majority of the time it was like it was just it was it was a minor adjustment and when I wasn't on Lexapro but I wasn't on the ketogenic diet I would have these this really anyone with depression would know would know what I'm ta- referring to here but I would have these really wild erratic mood swings where something would just it it wouldn't even have to be something big, you know, and it would just throw right. you off, mm-hmm. like you know, you, that was it, your day was done, and you know, so. Well, we
0: all we all have triggers, right? We all they're, whether they're words or phrases or songs or hundred percent. Some people can deal with them. Easier than others, yeah. And but, but I mean, this is just a part of the human condition.
1: I think we have to understand really that depression is not a moral weakness. It's not a weakness at all. It's a chemistry. Yeah, it's chemistry it that's happening. It
0: all, yeah, brain chemistry.
1: We are biochemical animals, and we are subject to the chemistry that happens in our brains.
0: Mm.
1: And one of the advantages for high levels of beta hydroxybutyrate in the brain is that it does tend to lessen the swings between the manic and depressive. Um, uh, uh, uh stages and so that's definitely there was an article by Georgia Ede about mm. all of the things that we know and all and and a few of the things that we can speculate about how um, ketones help uh, neurological situations but including depression and related disorders mm. and there's quite a lot of data out there um, and quite a lot of hypotheses that people need to do more research on but it's certainly I'm very interested to find out how you felt, on the SSRI and on ketones and what the difference was between having your depression managed by the SSRI and having your depression managed by ketones. Mm.
2: So I guess with the SSRIs um I didn't feel too many side effects but the ketones there is that mental like that mental clarity benefit. Um right. But I, I guess th- with the ketones, I just feel st- definitely just stable. You mm. know, like again, like I don't, I, I, I have, I've n- not once have I felt erratic, or, you know, frantic like I used to. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and I even, um, as I came off the SSRIs, I said to myself, I'm going to do a five day fast to, um, <laughs> to okay. you know, just wow. to, yeah. you know, to sort of enhance that. Autophagy effect and uh, neurotrophic Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, effect just to, you know, just basically flood my clean house. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Essentially. So I, yeah, I did that five day fast. And, um, yeah, look, whether it, whether it helped or not, I don't know. Maybe it's placebo, but, you know, it's, (laughs) to me, it certainly made a huge difference. Um, I think my ketones got to about 6.2. Millimoles. Nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> mine. I don't think mine have it been above about four and a half. That's about the highest. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Kelly, so, my wife yeah. did
0: a did a three day fast, her first ever, and her ketones yeah. got over seven. Wow. Wow. Well. <laughs> yeah, but she's not deranged like me, though. Mm. Well, yeah. That's that's what I was going to say. Do you know?
2: Because my um. My girlfriend struggles to get above about 0.5 millimolars as well at the moment anyway. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, that's all really, that's all controlled by insulin, isn't it?
1: It absolutely is. So, Matt, you, you mentioned that your girlfriend had PCOS and was insulin resistant. She probably is more insulin resistant than you and she doesn't get high ketones. Hers go up to 0.5 and yours can go up to five. Mm. And my own ketones are between 0.2 and 0.8 most of the time Mm. to get mine above one, I really need to fast for over forty eight hours. So and I you know, or get on my bike and, and do two hours worth of exercise. And there are a lot of people like me. Tim Noakes is the same. He has the same range and he had to get into a higher range he has to do that. And I believe it has a lot to do with the amount of insulin that we make. And we all, all make different amounts of insulin and we all have different levels of insulin resistance. But insulin does a couple of things. It inhibits fat getting into our, at speed and at bulk into our mitochondria to be burned. And so mm. fat has to take the slow boat to get in to be burned. And because of that, we don't make a lot of ketones. And so insulin sort of, it puts the brake on fat oxidation at the cellular level and also puts a break on fat delivery at the body fat level so mm. your insulin really it'll slow you down from making ketones and that really is uh, something that I have to deal with because my fasting insulin is uh, up over 14 so you know that, which, which means that you know that's preventing me from mobilizing body fat for a large amount so mm. so that that's probably an explanation for that still
0: waiting for my home insulin test kit yes
2: <laughs> yes i i I'd, yeah. I'd, yeah. you know again because you you check your blood sugars and it's like okay is that because my insulin's high keeping it like that or is it healthy? <laughs> you know so yeah I'd, yeah we don't know yeah i think that's that'll be a really really good um step forward when that becomes available in people's home in Finian volex um, Art and science of, uh, I think it was low carbohydrate performance. They talk about mm-hmm. when you're exercising, um, majority of your energy is still coming from fatty acids. Whereas I yeah. think yeah. Um, ketones are mostly for the brain, so that way your brain's, you mm-hmm. know, it's got oh, I've got a bit of ketones, a bit of glucose, and then the muscles can can you know just just do um, rely on a bit of glycogen and some and some fatty acids, which again is. I think is another, you know, another really, really cool advantage, and, and this ties in with my training. Um, initially, my power output probably declined, maybe it was only about a week or so. And then after that, mm. I'd, I'd argue it improved, and the, the endurance side of thing- yeah. It was just like, wow. <laughs> like-
1: Endurance is absolutely incredible, isn't it? <laughs> I went from being able to ride for 30 minutes to being able to ride for four hours yeah. <laughs> without a problem. And uh, and really, I get mm. off the bike, I'm a little bit sore and I really feel like I could do another four hours yeah. easy. Yeah, so uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. big
0: time. So, where did you end up with depression and all of that? Had you ever taken anything more than the medication that you did before that and you're completely off it now? Do you ever need it? No, no. Um I think with SSRIs, you,
2: you kind of, you kind of on them or you're off. Um, you, I don't, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if you'd, um, just like sort of take it, but you know, take them like Advil. <laughs> no, no. They're,
1: it's a chronic treatment, not an acute treatment. Yeah. Yeah. You need to set your level and stay there. It's not something you treat it out with. Mm. When uh, people
0: that I know who take SSRIs uh, tell me that they experience n- non feeling. Like, they don't feel anything. Is that something that that you experienced?
2: Yeah. So, I play the drums as well. I'm a, oh, cool. Yeah, so, I'm a musician and I felt like by the end of um, of my time on Lexapro, I just felt like, you know, uh, like I used to play the drums for hours at a time and I don't anymore and I don't want to. Oh. Um, and, you know, I used to listen to music for the fun of it and I don't anymore. So... I, yeah, so that's when I sort of realized, like, okay, maybe it's maybe it's time to, you know, like it's it's like it's done me a world of good,
0: but mm. you know, I miss I miss my drums. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. sort of you, you're not emotive, right? You're, you're, you're avoiding emotion, or you just don't feel you don't feel like you want to go in either direction, maybe. Yeah, like it's not quite a depression
2: in the sense that you don't feel like doing anything at all. It's it's yeah. more the sense of like maybe it's maybe yeah maybe you're a bit numb you know maybe a numb, bit of numbness yeah. and you know I um not everyone will, will will experience that and I think I just I just did to a certain degree by the end you know just experienced a little numbness you know sort of mm. don't feel you know like I feel a little bit good but you know I don't don't feel anything you know
0: I experience numbness coming from other people. yeah well well, doctors particularly but that's another story (laughs) that is
2: another story um the first time i went to my doctor got my blood test and he said to me guess what your cholesterol is and i said what is it (laughs) yeah so it was a total of 8.7 millimolters that was total cholesterol wow yeah so it shot up a fair bit so ldl went from but this is 2016. LDL went from three millimolars to 6.7. Wow. Yeah. So, um, is what's that in milligrams per deciliter, roughly?
0: Well, it's twice what it was, really. Yeah, mean, yeah. 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 Over doubling. But yeah, that that happens to a lot of people. Uh, cholesterol goes up, and doctors don't understand, and they think it's bad. And yeah, it is what it is. But then uh,
2: six months later, I got another blood test. And my LDL dropped two points and my triglycerides are at 0.6 millimolars.
1: Nice. Yeah, so I think- <laughs> And what's your HDL at?
2: 1.8. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, wow.
1: ring the victory bell. Yeah. You, you, you're fine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, after that, that- That's after all that profuse research. I remember leaving the doctor's office the first time. And I'm thinking, this does not make sense. Like, how can cutting out grains, sugars and starches yeah. be bad for me when I feel, you know, I just feel good, you know, like- And everything yeah. else
1: improves yeah. except
0: this one marker. Yeah. Hey, maybe we don't understand the marker.
1: Yeah, so the LDL particle is being used to transit fat around your body. Exactly. And when you live on fat- you're transiting a lot more fat around your body for most people. Yeah. And some people go down, some people go up. But the rough ratio is for every one millimole uh, per litre is approximately 38 milligrams per deciliter of cholesterol. So, uh, so you know, when you're saying uh, you had a total cholesterol of eight, that's about 320 mm. milligrams per deciliter, which is really quite high. So anything above 200 and they, uh, they start – getting you on statins so you know but the thing is that you can always get in Australia if your total cholesterol is above six Medicare which is Austra- the Australian uh, socialized medicine will actually pay for you to get a uh, subfraction analysis every 6 months. Ooh, wow. So your your doctor can next time you do a blood test, uh he can request for you to get a lipid subtraction analysis and that will tell you wow. how much small dense LDL you have and whether your LDL is pattern A non atherogenic or pattern B atherogenic and that should mm. make him feel a lot better about mm. your lipids. Yeah. He's probably freaking out and uh that might be good for him to to chill him out a bit. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Matt, let's wrap this up by giving some advice to those who might be suffering and uh thinking uh you know maybe i should do what matt did and he says talk to my doctor i'll I'll talk to my doctor but how long did it take while you were eating ketogenic and on lexapro how long did it take before you started tapering off with your doctor's supervision
2: about four or five months. Really?
0: Yeah, into ketosis. And I, I don't say this from
2: a gloating point of view, but I haven't popped out of ketosis at all since starting. I've, nice. I just—I wow. just feel too good. It's for me. It's yeah. like there's all there's all this delicious food anyway. Right. Eating that slice of pizza for me anyway
0: isn't worth what might happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Wow,
0: well, that's good. I know you're not a doctor and you don't recommend things, but do you think it would have been different if you had? You know, after a week or two, started cutting back your medication. Do you think it would have been any different? Uh, possibly. Um,
2: you know, yeah. by that point, every your organs are all trying to adapt and everything. So maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well. Well, Matt, we wish you the best of luck uh, with your your history degree and teaching mm. the kids uh, in high school and look after those kids. Yeah, <laughs> will do. <laughs> Thanks very much. Heard you say you're due for a little. Wow. What an inspiring story. And we know people who get mental clarity and, you know, there have been a few of our friends who have been depressed who... Aren't anymore after going keto, but it's just really great to hear more stories like that.
1: Yeah, I know that some of our friends have uh, had problems with attention deficit disorders, mm. and what they found when they went keto, they got that mental clarity. Uh, I'm just thinking one in particular who's an author found that she could write and write and write. Well, yeah. normally she'd write for a f- for you know for thirty minutes and then get distracted and do some cleaning and you know. Right. She wouldn't be able to get back to the book. And uh, another, Brenda Brenda says it, it yep. has helped her ADD incredibly. So, there's definitely benefits other than for depressions, but uh, mm. we'll link in the show notes uh, an article by Georgia Eads, uh, who we uh, referred to in the interview. Um, and yep. that goes through a bunch of these uh, case studies.
0: Excellent. Mm. Well, man, are you hungry? Yeah, I kind of am. All right, then. Let's share some
1: recipes. <laughs> Actually, I should say I'm fasting, so I really should uh, not talk about food. But right. I've got a recipe today for fasting. Great. Let's hear it. And it's also relevant to the topic of the show. And the recipe is Vegemite broth. Now, Vegemite is this yeast extract. It's very Australian. It might be difficult to find outside of Australia. Right. Although if you go to stores that cater to expatriate Australians, you'll be able to find Vegemite. Anyway, so Vegemite is this yeast extract. It's a black in colour and it's really quite potent. It's, it's a salty. Very, very strong taste, very yeah. salty. So uh, what I do is I put a teaspoon of that into a mug and fill it with uh, uh, boiling water. Mm-hmm. Uh, stir it up, and that makes uh, basically a broth. It's very meaty tasting. It's meaty, it's umami flavored mm. or umami taste, but it, and it's salty, of course, mm-hmm. but it uh, doesn't have any calories. So, right. um, in terms of being a, a zero calorie salt broth, it fits the bill and it's very easy. That's the thing. Just a teaspoon in right. a cup, uh, boiling water ain't difficult. <laughs> so, um, I, what made me think about this particular recipe in the context of today's uh, subject is. There was an article on the Daily Mail uh, just today which said that the cure to depression may be hiding in your kitchen. Scientists have discovered that Australia's much-loved spread Vegemite has powerful antidepressive properties. Interesting. It turns out that it's absolutely full of B vitamins, uh, which is linked to fewer cases of stress. And scientists say that any yeast-based spread, so you could do it with Marmite, you could do it with uh, Promite, you can do it with um, uh, any yeast-based spread. All uh, things we uh, don't spread. have in
0: the United States. Right. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: yes, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the uh, scientists say that uh, any yeast-based spread is a cheap and accessible mood lifter. Nice. Um, and, it's, uh, and they've linked uh, Vegemite with lower stress and anxiety. Well, we all know,
0: in the United States anyway, we all know that get a shot of B12 if you're feeling down, right? Or you're low energy. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Vegemite has got B12 in it. So, it's also good for uh, vegans because uh, the vegan diet is uh, notoriously low in B12 uh, and B9 and Vegemite has both of those now. I guess in theory, if you're eating Vegemite, you're eating yeast, which they're bacteria. So, if you can eat in the context of your ethical framework, you can eat yeast, then that there is you go. a solution for you. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So, that's my recipe. What do you got, Carl?
0: Well, um, I went to a local Latino grocery, okay, which is fantastic. And by the way, if you have one in your neighborhood that you haven't gone into because you feel it's not for you- It's for you. Trust me. (laughs) I I went, (laughs) um, you know, I did donuts and I found uh, lard there and it was real pork fat. Like it wasn't pasteurized, processed lard. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it Fractionated, was.
1: Fractionated, no. Yeah, it was, it was the, yeah. real pork fat in a bucket. Rendered pork fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like my lard in a bucket. <laughs> they love pork,
0: you know. They 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 cook with pork all the time, and there's lots of offal available. You know, if you like that, yeah. as well. Pork skin, as well. I mean, yeah. If you want pork rinds, the place to go
1: is in a Latin store.
0: Yeah. So I saw these cheeses that I've never seen before. And I got a couple and tried them. And some of them were a little squeaky and some of them weren't. But um, this jar of Mexican cream spoke to me on the counter. And I picked it up and I looked at it. First thing I look at is, okay, what is this and how many carbs are in it, Mm -hmm. right? Zero carbs or very, very few carbs. I'm like, okay, what is it? And it says right on the jar that it's a combination of... Of cream cheese, sour cream, and heavy cream. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. No,
1: that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit funky, maybe, the sour cream and the cream cheese. No, no. no.
0: Very smooth, very cheesy, but but oh. velvety like a cheese sauce. It actually is loose. Ah. Right? Yeah.
1: So, you could use it like over tacos.
0: Or- exactly. So, I made some taco meat. And I put some pork rinds down there, and I put the taco meat on the pork rinds, and I sprinkled Mm -hmm. this cheese sauce over it, and let me tell you, it's (laughs) awesome. So, it's really simple to make your own. Take Mm -hmm. an eight-ounce package of cream cheese, and then you're going to use just enough sour cream and heavy cream to loosen it to the consistency that you want. Right. So, uh, I started with half a cup of sour cream and a quarter cup of heavy cream, and that seemed to be good. Nice. Nice. That's it. Just put it all in a food processor until it's completely incorporated. It should pour mm. right like a cheese nice, sauce. Yeah. yeah, thick, thickly pour. And if if that's the way you want it, you know, if you want it a little looser, you can add a little more heavy cream or sour cream. So that's it, Mexican cream.
1: Nice, sounds good. Yeah, I think that's a show, my friend. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you have anything you want to tell us, something we've said wrong, something you don't agree with, or some more research that you found to support or refute anything that we've said, send it by emails to dudes at 2ketodudes.com or post it on our website.
0: And you can follow us on Twitter at 2 Keto dudes, on Instagram at 2 Keto dudes, and make sure to use the hashtag 2 Keto dudes.
1: And of course, if you want to join the free ketogenic forum, it's forum2
0: And if useless swag is your fancy t-shirts, coffee mugs, all that junk, head over to gear2 And
1: if you want a shot at getting some of that swag for free, join the 2 Keto Dudes fan club. You'll be eligible to win something in every show. Go to fanclub.2keto.com.
0: And if you feel like supporting our various podcasts and our forums think about making a pledge on our Patreon page at patreon.2keto.com.
1: Or just hit the donate button on our website at dot com, or just go to donate.2keto.com.
0: And you can also see our podcasts and other videos on YouTube at youtube.2keto.com.
1: And if you haven't already, go leave us a review on iTunes. That's how new people get to know about what we do. And I should say thank you for all of the people who are writing five-star reviews for us mm-hmm. um uh, thank you very much it's uh, it's very we're very grateful uh there is one person who actually wrote us a one-star review yeah. They made a comment that these guys are giving nutritional bogus information
0: socially irresponsible i think that was on the obesity code podcast yeah that's
1: it yeah yeah so obviously at least one dietitian is listening to our podcast which well is, that's, that's a good start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good
0: Two Keto Dudes is brought to you by Two Keto LLC, who strives to support the low-carb community with podcasts and other publications. Well, keep calm and keto on, Richard. And keep calm and keto on, Kyle. All right. We'll see you next time on
1: Two Two Keto 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 Dudes.